0: Welcome to Energising Life with AKR Fitness. I'm your new host, Lindsay, and joining me today we have Mike. Hello again. And our very own coach, Fabio. Yo. First episode, Fabio. How are we feeling?
1: Not as nervous as I thought it was going to be, so don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. We'll soon find out.
0: Good. Before we get into... We are in Season 5, Episode 33. And today we're going to talk about what's coming up in the next eight weeks and of course our listener questions. Yay! So Fabio. Me? Tell us a little bit about you and what brought you into the whole coaching scene?
1: Well, it's a a long answer but I'll make it as short as possible for everyone. Um, So I've just been into exercising or some form of fitness. I'll kind of hark back to the first episodes. I've also been traveling and found out about myself as well. So, <laughs> su- so suck it, juice. <laughs> but um, that wasn't what uh, led me to being a coach. I, again, I've been active my whole life. I've been into like karate, football, rugby, basketball, climbing, cycling. I think just being active was always just a, an urge that I had. Um, I worked in hospitality most of my life, um, working for my family. Actually, gave me a lot of skills that are really transferable. Now that I think about it, into coaching. Um, basically, I had a really early midlife, I uh, guess, a quarter life crisis. Third quarter life. life. Quarter life. Third <laughs> life, like late twenties, where I was just like, didn't know what I was doing with myself. I felt like I didn't have like a trajectory or like a purpose. Um, so I met my now fiance Aggie. Shout out. Or <laughs> brownie points. Yep. <laughs> um, and I went back to school. Um, I just thought, if I'm going to study something, what would it be? I was like, exercise. At least I, I enjoy it, so I might engage with it a bit more. Going through that, um, I got my qualifications, uh, my HNC and HND. I think I bumped into you walking my dog after I just got my HND. You did as fate would have it. So you guys knew each other before, right? Yeah. Yeah, probably. Mm -hmm. That's for the late-night episodes. (laughs) (laughs) No, we had some, yeah, I'll I'll clarify. (laughs) We had some uh, like social interactions, like out in town and stuff like that previously, like friends of friends and things like that. Um, And then just got speaking to Lindsay, Mm -hmm. she kind of mentioned the fact that you were potentially looking for some new coaches or a new coach. Um, So I like quickly ran home, reformatted my, uh, I, my first CV probably that I'd put out in like ever because I've worked with my family <laughs> for so long. Um, and I just waited to see the ad go live because I didn't want to preempt it too much. But as soon as I saw it on Facebook, I applied and I came in the next day personally to just kind of show you who I am. And I guess the, from there, the rest kind of history. It was like uh, I was going to uni and working here part time through the whole process and... Yeah, now I'm a coach, I guess.
0: <laughs> just, to, just to pull you back a little bit, when you were going through that quarter-life crisis, what made you decide to go down the coaching route?
1: It was literally just like, if I have, I have no qualifications, I was a, uh, uh, what, 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 what would we say? I was an independent child <laughs> when it came to schooling. I had that. <laughs> what def- do
0: you I, mean, you didn't go? I did to <laughs> a
1: degree. I just like, I didn't engage. I felt like, not to like, Poo-poo on teachers, but I learned totally differently to how a lot of kids did, and I didn't ever feel like I was engaged. The annoying thing was, to my former my teachers, I did really well in all my exams, even though I would like one of those not lucky ones. Yeah, because um, I knew what to do, but the learning process was not how I learn. I learn more practically or like visually and things like that. And Sitting in a class at a table didn't suit me very much. Okay. So I'm sure you might be able to uh, I've got. We got like, there. Yeah, we <laughs> got there. So for me if I was like, going to do something with my life I knew I had to go down some form of academia and I was like if I'm going to do it, it needs to be something that I I am interested in. And so exercise or health and fitness was the choice. Um, wasn't quite what I expected but I was like right I've made my bed, I'm lying in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it just kind of spurred me on. So a skill I didn't really feel I, I thought I had would be like coaching people, but it seems to be something that comes kind of more naturally to me.
0: You said um, there was sort of a, a crossover between what you've learned in the hospitality and what you can put in your coaching. Tell us a bit about that.
1: Well, I guess hospitality, um, you're providing a service. So you're wanting, first of all, you've got to connect with people because especially in restaurants, you've got a really short period of time to do so. So you learn how to... Engage with someone, give them a little bit of what they they want, and hopefully learn how to communicate what their their needs are in that context, and then turning that into a coaching element. Um, just it works really well, and it's only upon reflection and speaking with Mike previously that I was like, "Oh, yeah, that's kind of what we're doing here," but mm-hmm. the skill set and the service I'm providing is different.
0: So building rapport quickly and being able to make people feel at ease. Hopefully, yeah. I think you know, so. from my
2: part, being a good host. I think is where it starts a lot of the time in, in a gym or certainly the gym we want to be or that we are mm-hmm. and and with welcoming people who might be intimidated and things like that it is it's just being yeah. a good host w- very
0: welcoming
1: yeah i think yeah i think it's a, it's a weird juxtaposition like visually when you look at me I, I think a lot of people might think oh heavily tattooed i might look quite do you look like a cute elf
0: today though fabio so One. For, uh, for our <laughs> listeners that are watching on YouTube, uh, you will you can tell that we've maybe went a bit Christmasy today. We're uh, five days out of Christmas.
1: Yeah, yeah by the time this airs, yeah. something like that. Mm-hmm.
2: So
0: Yeah, Mike's got a little sparkly yeah. top on there.
1: there, there go. Go. Beautiful. <laughs> I think by this time, <laughs> by the time this comes out, I still won't have done my Christmas shopping. <laughs> <laughs> Last minute panic. Uh,
0: Christmas <laughs> Day, is it? That no, di-
1: diamonds are made under pressure and sometimes <laughs> bought when you run out of ideas. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. you've just lost those brownie points. <laughs> <No. laughs>
0: so just bringing it back you we met in the park you put your application in for uh, becoming a coach at akr mm-hmm. tell us about the process from that moment then
1: <laughs> uh, that's
0: about two two years ago two and a half yeah years?
1: i was august 26 i think i started or twenty sixth or 27th or September, yeah, in in 2019. Yeah, 2019. It, yeah, yeah. Um, so the 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 initial onboarding process um, was like being a member, partaking in a lot of the sessions. So I guess you guys, myself, and the members get a little feel for us, and that turned into like two months of shadowing. For those that are watching, I'm doing quote marks there. Um <laughs> where we. Um, kind of joined in with some of the sessions, maybe were uh, persuaded to take elements of the coaching process. Took a little longer than I would have liked it to though, Michael, like two months of being like, oh God, do I have this job or not? What's going on? I'm like, is it enough? But luckily for Mike, there was a couple of us um, that were, I guess, applying for the position and Mike was spoiled for choice, I think. (laughs) So he didn't know what to do. So I hired them both. (laughs) Shout out to Matthew Bellow. And then from there, I was like, it was a really hard process for me, to be honest. It was a quick change of lifestyle. I was gone from working late night, staying up late, socializing a lot, uh, to then going to university, changing my job, getting up at five in the morning, coming in here. And that was a hard process, especially doing uni and this. And family life on the side, Um, and as well as because I was part time, so every time I felt I was coming in from uni, I I was like a bit erratic and chasing my tail and things. Um, Then obviously lockdown hit a few months into that, and a lot of my coaching was done online. So I've actually only been full time personal coaching like in person for I think from June this year has been my longest stint, Um, because otherwise it was like a couple of months in between lockdown. So I get the majority of mine done my coaching was probably done as a mixture of outdoor and online stuff so I've only actually been coaching in person full time for about six months by well, june I'm, yeah the, well there would have been stops a few months before it like there was a period of like three months
2: yeah you would have had four months at the end of last year yeah and then it was it was the end of april that we opened mm-hmm. this year and then it went back and in plus safe four months at the end of twenty nineteen. Yeah. So not long stints, no. but yeah. bits and pieces and then diff- exposed to different things, I guess, mm-hmm. with the online and
1: the outdoors and the
0: way you say, how did you find the, the online then?
1: Well anyone who was in an online session with me, well I'm well I mimic the delay. Like in, <laughs> it was an absolute nightmare. Don't buy a Google Chrome laptop is all I'm saying to anyone out uh, there. <laughs> don't know if I'm allowed to mention uh, uh, I've, got a in I've done it already sorry
0: that's why you're here
1: um, <laughs> no but um, yeah it was a hard process um, but doing it really honed my ability to coach and look out for um certain elements of movement are finding the right cues and things because you don't have, I'm a quite a tactile coach. I like to get in about and manipulate people if, I, if they're comfortable with that. Um, so learning how to use my words a little better was a real game changer for me when it came into coaching, coming back into the gym. Mm-hmm. And I feel I've just been going from strength to strength since then.
0: Yeah, I would agree with that. We got anything else to add there, Michael?
1: No, no, good, good, Still enjoy good introduction. It.
0: Still enjoying the process.
1: Yeah, it's every day is a learning day. Mm -hmm. It's just always trying to be a little bit better than where we were and just learning new things and hopefully providing a quality service to everyone that walks through the door.
0: I would say just one more thing. Is it is it very different from being in the hospitality where you were maybe a part of a team there, but you're also a part of a team in AKR. Is, is there a difference between the two?
1: Oh, Big time, uh, biggest difference. The best working environment I've been in, um, it's really supportive, uh, the camaraderie is great, but with that, the, the, our colleagues, their work team is great, but as an extension of that, our members are a part of that team as well. Yeah. Um, personally, for me as a coach, they're a big part of what we do here, obviously, and why, I'm, why we are here doing what we do. And I feel like they're an extension of like us as, as coaches.
0: Fully supported right round. 100%. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Well, thanks for sharing, Fabio.
1: No problem. Thank you. I didn't say eh as many times as I thought I was <laughs> going to, but I heard it a few times.
0: <laughs> thanks, Fabio. You're welcome. Mike, tell us, what's coming up in the next eight weeks of season five then?
2: Well, we've covered a, a lot of ground, I feel, in the, in the previous 32 yes. episodes, with this season falling mid-late December to mid-late February, it's a time where people uh, typically, traditionally, historically engage in a new health kick, you know, once we get past December, I guess. And there's, there's so many um, wacky approaches, desperate approaches, ill-informed approaches that take place and what 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 to do is was, was have a season just l- helping helping the listener avoid misinformation or protect themselves <coughs> from misinformation and and hopefully take a more sound approach to the health and fitness so we're going to talk about uh, how how we get fooled by our own brain everybody does through through biases and heuristics and things we're going to talk <coughs> a little bit about um the scientific method and being ev- evidence-based and principles and things like that so hopefully it's more exciting than, than how i just described it there um, and we're also going to have uh, we're going to have some more member interviews mm-hmm. but but really it's just like coming in the new year how can i uh, take an intelligent approach to things and protect myself from from some of the wackier ideas that ultimately can end up doing more harm than good.
0: It's almost sieving through all the nonsense and, and finding something that works for you for longer than just six weeks.
2: Yeah. It, it's it's almost giving people that sieve to, yeah. to to bring on your it's giving them the toolkit to say, okay, well, how can I how can I tell if this is BS or if this is a sound approach.
0: hmm It sounds like you're uh, interested in all of this, Mike. Is I, this I, is, is I, I what you're like saying? I like this stuff. You know, yeah.
2: There's maybe, you know, a lot of what we've spoken about the podcast is stuff I like to talk about, like <laughs> motivation, behaviour change. Uh, but, but this as well is just like almost how do I be a, how do I be a better thinker? Um, so, so we'll get into some of that yeah. in, the, in the weeks to come.
0: Have you always been like that?
2: No. Did it take no, I a while think I to uh, I figure think, it all out? I think I've always been interested in learning. And when I've gone down particular pathways that haven't been helpful, and then I begin to learn about like, learn and reflect on my own thinking and my own decision making. I think that the fancy term is, I'm gonna sound so bad saying this now, but it's it's called metacognition. It's thinking about thinking. And so if my thinking to get me a certain place hasn't served me, then I'm thinking about my thinking.
1: If you Why can. is it not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And how do I be a better thinker? Yeah. Was that a conscious decision you made or was that just something that evolved naturally? For
2: yeah, you? I, I don't, I don't remember really. Making a conscious decision. I think mm-hmm. I just got exposed to some ideas that that helped me, mm-hmm. you know, d- develop a an interest or a natural
1: curiosity. Yeah.
2: yeah,
0: yeah. So over the next eight weeks, hopefully the listener can can take away some tools and tactics to help them in the new year with the nonsense that's about to come.
2: Exactly, and <laughs> you yeah. know, hopefully we can bring it to life with some good examples and some good member yeah. interviews as well.
0: Good. Looking forward to it. Indeed. Will you be listening?
1: Always. <laughs> <laughs> every monday
0: okay doc so as always in the first episode of the new season we will go into some listener questions so prepare yourself boys
2: prepared prepared okay,
0: doke. <clears throat> all right question number 1 i eat because i'm unhappy but then i'm unhappy because i eat feel a bit daft saying this out loud to be honest but it's something i'm really struggling with at the moment thoughts feelings on this one
2: do you want to go with it, fabio
1: yeah yes i know um, i understand that position that people are in luckily for myself i've not been in that position so i don't know if i have a viewpoint that might be of value but for me it's i think you're probably going to lead into it how the relationship with food always is going to be a major factor with that some people kind of go in the opposite direction and they're unhappy and they don't eat and they use that as a punishment tool and i'm assuming like those who do eat almost do it in the same kind of way um that because of my lack of experience with it i feel like i look out of my my depth with that one personally so
2: well for me as i've touched on i think in several of the episodes in the past i've gone through a spell Early in my life, where I had a really bad relationship with food, and I was like really rigid with my eating habits, and then binging and trying and trying to be ever more rigid and making it worse and worse and worse, which ties into what I spoke about earlier about like choosing smarter, better-informed approaches to, mm. to what I was doing in the first place. Um, but someone can have that relationship with food without being a rigid eater, and I think where I wanted to go with this one was. Like some of the things that I think are most difficult in life are difficult because of just who we are as, as human beings. So we have evolved from hunter-gatherer tribes and our brain has evolved a certain way and we're still essentially that that caveman, hunter-gatherer animal living in a totally different world. So food is inherently rewarding to us um, as our as are other things. Because if, if eating wasn't satisfying, wasn't inherently rewarding, our ancestors might not have eaten enough or taken the risks that were required to obtain food, and we might not be uh, continuing survival. As, as a species today. Yeah, mm-hmm. And in particular, fat, salty, and sweet tastes are rewarding to us. Um, again, so that we can fat, because they're calorie dense, Sweet because it's a source of energy, salt because it helps with the, the fluid balance in the body. So where everybody is naturally inclined to, to pursue these these foods.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: The difference nowadays is that they're they're ubiquitous. They're, they're every, everywhere, everywhere right in really the world. Mm-hmm. Everywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that's just one way of rewarding ourselves though. So for for another person, their behavior might not be food. It might be it might be drugs or it might be um, alcohol. Alcohol. It might be
0: Netflix. Uh, yeah. Yep.
2: Yeah. Uh, mindless <laughs> entertainment. It might be. It might be in in relationships with other people. Things like that, and and it's it's these things that are are rewarding because they give us this short term boost. Mm-hmm. So I think the, f- the the first thing is is like accept that that's going to happen, and then it's. The, the reason for feeling sad afterwards is because it was just a short-term lift. It didn't really fulfill you, or often it it didn't resolve the issue that you actually had in the moment. So it's a coping mechanism, right? So you feel something, and you want something to give you a lift. Mm-hmm. You, you haven't really identified what you feel, you're just like low, so you reach out for something that will give you a lift. and. You know as, as Fabio said, for some person that might be starving, yeah, the next person it's it's eating the next person it's something else mm-hmm. right. um and um so you you go for that thing that gives you the lift, but it didn't actually resolve what it was you were feeling in the first place it's just a momentarily momentary high for for your brain essentially so one one thing and I think First thing I would want to say is acknowledge that this stuff's always going to be hard because of yeah. because of our our genetic evolutionary history as an animal.
0: Like are we ever able to overcome that feeling?
2: Yeah, we're we're not robots and that's that's going to be a theme for for some of this mm-hmm. this season. So one one approach though that I think could be useful for some people is to identify what it is that we're feeling in the first place. So I know myself, right, if I'm, if I'm physically tired and burned out, I'll find myself eating. It's like I'm trying to eat myself into better energy. But if I can stop, which I have done sometimes, and it's a practice, mm-hmm. if I can stop myself and say, I'm tired, well, then all of a sudden, the, the solution to that problem is not food, right? It's, a, it's go lie down for a while, have a nap, or have a bath, or have a you know, time out, or a break, or something.
0: I think it's being able to stop and just before that happens. And that takes practice. Yeah, it's, like-
2: it's, it's, what am I feeling? Mm-hmm. Lonely, tired, angry, stressed, depressed. Like if it's lonely, do you know what? Maybe I need to go phone a friend. Or, you know, I'm up. maybe it's fresh air and
1: a walk. No, I'm, I'm just kind of trying to reflect that situation. It's something maybe I've been through in my life. And what comes to mind is when I gave up smoking, um, I, it was a habit. So this, if you're eating when you're unhappy, it becomes habitual. So it's like, again, identifying and trying to break the habit or identifying... What are your triggers? And then from there, you can take steps. Easier said than done, clearly. <laughs> but when you're feeling those emotions raise be like, like you say, label it, or maybe take a step away. And then if you still feel like eating in 10, 20 minutes time, maybe do so. But identifying those habits and trying to break the circuit. Like for me, it was certain actions I did was where I would smoke. So I started like either cutting those actions out or identifying and being a little bit stronger in those
2: moments mm-hmm. do you know what? Mentioning smoking there was a study i read where they they educated people to do what they called surfing the urge and it was a giving up smoking study so when they felt like they needed a cigarette it was to just go and like be with that urge for a moment and explore it and recognize that hold on you can feel it but not necessarily take okay take the next step into action mm-hmm. and for me i used to when i was like in a bad place with binge eating. Uh, little film reference for for people out there, but th- this is one I used to always think of from the Matrix film. So I'll, I'll try and describe it. Hopefully, the, the listener has seen the film.
1: I'm trying to imagine what you're. Where
2: is one the So anyway, Neo, Neo gets the bug put inside his, his stomach, and he's in he's in a car. He gets I think he gets kidnapped by like Trinity, and they're in a the car, and it's pouring rain, and he's like. What in the earth is going on here? Stop the car, and he go, he opens the door and he goes to leave. And Trinity says to him, "Neil, you've been down that road. You know where it goes." And when I when I used to like nip across to the shop and be like, "Right, I'm um, what am I buying? You know, cake, chocolate, game on, whatever." And <laughs> we stand there looking at all the food, and and like there's another part of my brain going, "You know where this is going, right? <laughs> Do you know? Like if I buy five cookies." I know how many of those cookies I'm eating, right? <laughs> so Five, I know where the, the path goes. Bucket. So it's like, do you really want to, like, you know where this path is going? And don't get me wrong, sometimes I walk down that path anyway, but with time I change. And I think it's just like a, an awareness or a mindfulness to say mm-hmm. like, what am I feeling? And what, what can I do to help with this? And, and by the way, you don't need to fight your feelings. It's okay to feel sad and unhappy. Sometimes it's just like, man, I feel sad sometimes. Mm-hmm. I think for me, too often in the past, I try and fix what I'm feeling. When actually sometimes it's just, like, be with the feeling or distance yourself, like, you are not the feeling. Mm-hmm. You know, I can feel sad, but it doesn't mean I, I don't need to, like, become sad, yeah. if you will.
0: Look at the feeling as a passing car, almost. Mm-hmm. Just let it go past. You can see it, recognise it, but don't hold on to it.
2: Yeah, yeah. there's a there's a great Good book. Um, oh, what's the book called? The, is it called The Happiness Trap? It might be called The Happiness Trap. With a big trap.
0: smiley face on the front.
2: It's, it's about this therapy called... Uh, Acceptance and Commitment Therapy Act. And it it is about that. It's like recognizing that you can have, you know, you're a human animal, you can have all the feelings, try and identify what it is you're feeling, try and imagine you're watching a character on the TV with Mm -hmm. that feeling. So you're creating some distance between yourself and the feeling. Um, And yeah, surf the urge and ask yourself, is there another solution to this, this what I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. If if indeed there needs to be a solution, it might just be sitting with it. Again, I feel like I say this on every single season of the podcast, it all sounds very like- uh, Do this and it'll be- Elegant, <laughs> and whatever. It's but, multifaceted. Yeah, and, and how many times I still muck up and struggle and things cause we're human. So mm-hmm. accept that and have some self-compassion.
0: I think that goes nicely into the next one, talking about recognizing feelings. Um, so any words of wisdom for anyone feeling a bit intimidated by being around fitter people? Always compare myself to what others are capable of doing and end up feeling a bit naff about myself sometimes. No one's done anything to make me feel like this. I'm well aware it's in my own head.
1: Thoughts? It's a, it's a tough one, um, it's super subjective obviously to, to the individual. Personally for me, I've gone, gone through that as well. Like, Bit of a meathead uh, in my old days, probably still now. A bit of a meathead when it uh, same when it comes to my you training. You did do
0: an hour of shoulders the other day. I
1: did. Can't tell. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there would be an element of intimidation from people who'd be training and stronger than me. But I used that as a one as an inspiration, not necessarily wanting to replicate what they were doing. But I was like, okay, they're training hard. Let's see if I can challenge myself here as well. But two also internally just. Like, why am I training? Am I training it to be like that person or am I training for myself? Mm-hmm. And what are my goals? So or, is your goal to be like that person you feel intimidated by, or is it to be a better version of you? Or, or go back to your reason. What, what's your better to be better today. Yeah, yeah, exactly that, mm-hmm. exactly that. Think, think about it internally. It seems like that's more of an external, um, don't say, it, it's almost like a motivation or an intimidation from for them, because they're like, Viewing that person as something to aspire to, but maybe it's out of their grasp. So, mm. put it more internally and be like, "Why are you there?" Mm-hmm. Personally,
0: did it take you quite a while to do that, or are you still going through it?
1: Oh, still, but I kind of more in the mindset now of cause my, a bit like, Mike, I'm haggard. I'm old. My back's <laughs> my joints, everything hurts." I didn't say I was like that. Yeah, well, <laughs> <cheers>. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> well, you've you alluded. I've to had the some fact. Nico- niggles. Yeah, you've had some niggles. Yeah, I had some niggles. So <laughs> But um, there's I know per- now, in my in my old age, <laughs> um, that I can't lift like I used to lift, and I can't lift like people that I, I don't say I'm intimidated by, but I am inspired by them. So I take it as an inspiration just to keep myself moving. Essentially,
2: yeah, it's 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 definitely one for the inner game. It's 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 in an inner game thing, because. Very few of us on the planet are going to be a Leo Messi, Michael Jordan, Usain Bolt, I don't know, even say Elon Musk or whatever. Like, there's always going to be someone stronger, fitter, faster, <laughs> yeah, leaner yeah, than you. Like, I think it, there's a bit of acceptance there. The other thing I remember, like, I can't remember if I wrote a blog on this years ago, it was definitely something I thought about. Like When you're in these like typical gym environments, busy gyms, you've got, like let's say you've got the, the powerlifting crew Right, and and they're they're stronger than everybody else, but the bodybuilders who are leanest, right, they look at the powerlifters and think, oh, look at them, they're all fat, chunky powerlifters. They should lose some lose some fat. Mm-hmm. And the powerlifters are like to the bodybuilders, oh, they might look lean, but they're weak. They can't they they can't lift. And then you've maybe got like the gymnastics mobility people who are like, God, you might be able to lift, but you can't move. Right. You know? <laughs> or bodybuilders, you look great, but you can't move. Meanwhile, they're like, Man, you can move your body, but can you can actually move some weight. Mm. And and it goes around, like this can go then you've got the sports specific people who are like, Check you like try to get strong. Why don't you use it to win a game? Or you look yeah. great, but how about performing? It's all alright. It I does. could run faster than you. Mm-hmm. And it's and that's that's the nature of it. There's uh-huh. always um there's different ways of training, different different it's like Fabio said, it's like, what does fitness mean mm-hmm. for you and where are you at? And except like very few people on the planet are ever going to be the best in the world yeah. at what they do. So there's always going to be someone. The other thing I did think about it was this idea of of comparing up, uh, sorry, looking up and comparing down. Because we can do this in our own life, like take the gym out of it. There's always someone who's got a bigger house or a nicer car or better yeah. fashion sense or more friends or nicer friends or better family. Or I don't know what, yeah. the, what the things are. But equally, there's always people who are way, way, way worse off. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll maybe come to it in, in another episode, but I think spending some time thinking about what you are grateful for rather than looking at what other people have mm-hmm. that you don't is yeah. a very valuable practice.
0: I think it's really important as well just to remember, like where, like you said, where you are in your journey and don't be disheartened by that. Like, if you're just starting out and you're you know, stepping foot back in the gym and you're seeing all these fit people that you think are way better than you, don't let that stop you. Because if you stop, you're going nowhere. Like you just gotta keep chipping away, showing up, and it'll come to whatever that is for
1: you. Yeah. You don't know what those those people's aspirations or goals are. They might not have anything else in their life to do but train and eat and sleep. And they don't have any other life, uh, like struggles or, What's the word I'm looking for challenges, challenges and obstacles in the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. so you've got to do you've got to do you.
2: Well, it's interesting on that. I've got a couple of points. I'm going to hope to remember both. Um, but on that, I, I was watching recently the Will Smith thing on YouTube. Best shape of my life. Oh you, yeah, have seen that.
0: I've not seen it, but I know of it. I kind of like, I was.
2: I've always liked Will Smith, and I'm not. I'm not here to criticise Will Smith, but <laughs> not anymore. Essentially, like his <laughs> the the documentary change direction during it, but he decided he was gonna get in the best shape of his life. And so he he moves to to Dubai for a month and he's got his own personal trainer and his own chef. And it's like, it's all that sort of stuff. So again, like you don't know what your life looks like compared to the person that you're envious of. The other thing is you don't know what that person's journey has been. Because we've a few times said to members, like they maybe marvel at one of the other people Uh in the gym. He said, well, that person, when they came in, Exactly. They weren't like that. Every, every master was once a disaster. You know, everyone starts somewhere.
0: <laughs> nice. Happy with those? Ready to move I so. on?
1: Yeah. yeah, hopefully there be yeah. some value yeah, for someone really
0: in good. there. Okie okay, dokie. Okay. Question number three. How do we keep moving forward in the fitness journey? I feel sometimes I reach a plateau. This happens in other parts of my life too. I keep going to the gym. I work hard enough, but I don't think I move forward. Or maybe I don't see it. I may lift heavier, but mentally I'm not progressing. Not sure if this is a problem of measuring systems or actually mental state. Oh, that's a big one.
1: It is. <laughs> um, where to start? I was actually going to say it, but it kind of ties into the question coming after this, but not like I've seen them or anything. <laughs> but um, for me, I've literally just gone through this myself. It happens periodically, but up until like a month and a half, two months ago, my training just plateaued completely energy was low weights weren't moving right everything was a struggle i had to force myself to come into the gym that being said because of i've had fair amount of history or like experience of training i used that opportunity of plateauing to diversify what fitness meant to me and i challenged myself to something new. I took up bouldering down at the the beach, transition extreme, set myself a new challenge, and that inspired me to move myself in a slightly different way. And then my motivation for my work changed and my training stimulus has changed as well. I started working on maybe weaker areas and I saw improvement there. And that inspired me to um, Push myself a little harder through my sessions, and now I'm probably training better than I have done in the last 12 months.
0: So you senior your plateau as almost like a reset, a restart to learn a new oh, skill. So it's
1: like your body almost telling you, right, you've kind of done this to death. Where is where is your next step? Or how are you going to recover from this? Or mm-hmm. like, it doesn't always have to be 100 miles an hour in what you're doing, because again, leading to the next question, yeah. you need that time away. But I think finding a new, potentially a new challenge with your fitness is a good way of sidestepping that, and then you can have a new focus, and then uh, all kind of tie back in together.
2: Yeah, definitely. It's, I, I like that. I, yeah. I, um, <clears throat> what would I add? I would add that I think it's normal to have seasons in in, in your in your life, and especially in fitness. That I've gone through a spell where where apparently I'm haggard, and it's and it's, <laughs> <laughs> and it's not so. It's not be a strong. It's not be a strong. It's not be my strongest season, physically. But like for me, exercise is is just like a basic need, like sleep and food. Mm-hmm. So, I will do. It. I will. I will keep training. I'll maybe, you know, if I've got a niggle, or if I'm not, you know, feeling so well, maybe train lighter or or whatever. But I'll just I'll just train, and I'll know that there'll be a stronger season coming. So it could be that it's just a phase. Mm-hmm. The other thing I think is there's value in taking a step back and and asking like what you're doing it for and what fitness and moving forwards means to you. Because there's a part of the, like, there's a bit of a, an unwritten lie in the fitness industry where you you know you go to a personal trainer and, and they're writing down how much you're squatting and deadlift e- each week and you've seen the progress. But if you've been training for a couple of years, like, there's no way that you just keep adding like five kilos on your squat and deadlift for the rest yeah. of your life.
1: Pressing 1,000 kilos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: M- most, of is, most of it is limiting, limiting the effects of aging yeah. and lifestyle mm-hmm. and however you want to live and just being fit and healthy and enjoying the journey. So that I think there's a part of that of, yeah, kind of like, like what, what does fitness mean to you? Yeah. What, do, what are you doing it for in the first place? If you're not always motivated and feeling forward, guess what, that's normal. Um, if you need to do to mix it up like Fabio said mm-hmm. I think that's that's a useful thing but and and also what what is fitness I think the question did say like is it a measuring issue yeah well what is it that you're trying to move forward with mm-hmm. because again as Fabio's touched on you could move forward in getting stronger you could move forward in developing a skill or a technique or something it could be body composition it could be you know there's so many different ways it could be sports bouldering whatever mm-hmm. there's so many different ways like fitness is so broad. So I think I'm not sure if that's helpful, but I think there's there's a few ways to look at it. I think it's it's too easy just to think I need to be getting better at this, yeah, you know, for the rest of your life. I'm mm-hmm. not sure that's
0: so. Um, maybe for that listener, just taking time to sit down and reassess what it is they're doing it for.
2: Yeah, yeah. Good. What does it mean to them? And uh-huh. what? what it, I was going to say. I was I was actually going to say what would success look like? But remember, like success is the day to day. Yeah, like it's it's the it's the journey every day. It's like. I'm not moving forward with my fitness. Well, did you work out today, and did you feel better today? Like that's valuable all by itself. Mm-hmm. You don't need to be stronger, right. and it, and it can feel sort of it can feel demoralizing. Like again, I I'm in a, a stage with my fitness where I've been way fitter before, and in some respects, man, I used to look better, lift way heavier than that. But so what? I'm gonna get I'm gonna get go through all the different phases and seasons, and it's just about being happy and energized day to day for me ultimately I
1: think for for me one I'm just looking at the poster across there where it has your plan versus reality (laughs) everyone expects when they start their fitness journey oh I'm gonna start at this level and I will move my way through to the top of that level or up the mountain when really you're gonna hit valleys troughs you're gonna have a rock slide (laughs) you've got to deal with all those issues as they come up and expecting exponential growth with what you're doing is just Uh, To call it what it is, it's unrealistic and you need to be prepared for those Mm -hmm. uh, low moments. And it's
2: no different from anything else in your life. Your career is probably the same if you were to to play a musical Mm -hmm. instrument or you have times Mm -hmm. where your relationships are are really on point and then not so well. So I think it's the same.
0: Well, just talking like life there, you plan in holidays in life to take a break from the mundane routine. So maybe looking, zooming out of the year and putting in breaks in the training throughout the year, so you're prepared for that when it comes.
2: 100%. Yeah, yeah that's, that's something I definitely had to do during, mm-hmm. during like the lockdown, where so I was just like a runaway train.
0: Yeah.
2: I was like, actually, I'm gonna train for six weeks and then take a rest week and six weeks and a rest week.
0: Yeah. Good, so. that takes us on to the next one. It's quite similar. Yeah. How do you learn to allow yourself not to go to the gym? I have the need to go even when I'm completely shattered, I'm burning out at work, and coming helps my mental health. However, I work a lot and I'm physically exhausted, but I can't allow myself a rest day. I feel too guilty.
2: Guilty is, that, is an interesting word there, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I think it's a look in again at like, I'd be asking myself the question, why, why? do I feel <laughs> the need to go to the gym every day? Is it serving me to do this? What is the feeling I have? What, why am I feeling guilty if I'm not going? What What is that about, like, financially, your gym membership going to waste? Is it not burning the calories? Yeah. Is it
0: feeling like you're gonna get worse? Well, actually, you're probably gonna get better if you take a break. Like, like I can relate like, to that question yeah. quite a lot, actually. Like, I feel if I don't do something one day a week, I'm getting better at it. I, I don't know if it's, if it's a guilt thing because I feel like my body needs it. Is it a mental health thing? Is it a calorie thing if I'm watching that? I, I still can't figure it out. But I do make sure that I have a rest day in the week. However, if I rest with, uh, with that, um, I do give myself a hard time. And I don't know why either.
1: Um, never been an issue for me. I I just literally listen to my body. Mm-hmm. My body feels good, I train. If I don't, I rest. And I know myself, I feel better when I do move. Luckily, I have a little dog. So he gets me out that and helps. about. Um so a walk or two walks a day, on a day I'm off, that's fine for me, I've moved around, even a little walk around the park or some fresh air. Like, people think all-out training is how you get where you want to be in fitness. The recovery plays a huge role in that. If you're not sleeping or eating, giving your body time to repair itself, you're just gonna like, run away train, like you said, but the track isn't even finished, and then you're just gonna come off the end of it. Yeah, and maybe hit a plateau, like yeah. For yeah. the previous Yeah, so question. maybe that's...
2: Um, yeah, there I was guess. there was something uh, I was going to add there that I forgot now. Oh,
0: what did you just say again, Lance? <laughs> what the whole spiel?
2: Re- repeat your bit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> How I struggle with putting in rest days. Yeah. Oh, that,
2: thank you. That's that's given me the prompt. Mm. I certainly yeah. my younger days, and and maybe less in the last couple of years. But you know, Fabio said, listen to my body, and as we'll get to. There's your body and your brain, and sometimes, like I know that you can't always trust your brain. So I, I would this is something I would struggle with. Where I'd be like, do I really need a day off, or am I just being lazy? Because we've all had that time where you feel, mm-hmm. you feel a bit meh, but actually, once you get going, you feel good. Or if you've not trained, like it gets to the point where you, if you take a lot of days off training, you're gonna feel meh because you're not training. Yeah,
1: 100%. and so it's like,
2: do you need more rest, or now do you need to get moving again and get get the energy back? Uh-huh. So. It's 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 that question do I really need a break or am I just being lazy? Well, if you have data from your training, you know like we use my zone here at AKR or if you just if you know your schedule, if in the last month you've trained every single day, then you're not just being lazy, you can take the, you can take yeah. the day off. And it's like what's the and also if if your performance in the gym is plateauing and mm-hmm. getting worse, then that's a sign then probably you can. Yeah. And a day off doesn't need to be nothing if you're the sort of person that's going to feel guilty. You could do there's a, there's an old way of looking at I think I think this might have been a, a Paul Check thing where differentiating between working out and working in. So working out is you're using up you're you're, you're using up energy uh, in theory. I mean it's going to energize you anyway. But working in would be more like stretching, mindfulness, mm-hmm. walking, yoga, mm-hmm. something low level. Yeah. And and maybe that's a a stepping stone for someone who finds it difficult to to do nothing.
0: Yeah, I mm-hmm. worked with a, a member during lockdown that we looked at her schedule. We tracked it for a couple of weeks and realised that every day she was doing something, but maybe more than one thing at a time. So there'd be a run and then a Zoom session, and then she would maybe do supersized circuits and then a ten k run on the Sunday. And we had to like figure out, okay, where where are we going wrong here? Like, you need to have a rest day, but she couldn't get in her head that she would be resting in lockdown. She needs to do everything she can. So we decided that her her rest would be like a Friday, but it would be more of a yoga or an active recovery or a walk. Mm-hmm. And what a game changer it was for our whole week. So it's just allowing yourself to implement that in the week and not feel guilty. Again, about it's, it. It. it's the expectation,
2: is it of what what is required in order to you know to get fit or whatever, uh-huh. and also what's what's reasonable in things. And I think again, I, I like the idea of asking yourself better questions. So. What would be in my best interests today? You know, if you're feeling totally burned out and whatever, okay, you're f- feeling guilty. But if you know, now I might feel guilty about this, but what would be in my best interest today? Okay, well, I've trained every day for the last two weeks. I've been going at it hard. I'm super stressed at work. Would it be in my interest to go and beat myself up in the gym, or could I go for a massage, go for mm-hmm. a walk, go do something else?
1: Yeah. I think what you touched on there was really important that, that idea of like active recovery for people. Uh, the individual who struggles to chill out mm-hmm. and do nothing, like what you were saying there, walking, stretching, or some kind of activity uh-huh. which isn't too stressful or demanding on the body, but I think is a good segue for you to transition into those rest periods. Yeah. yeah, I'd
0: agree with that. And,
1: and just, just one more thing as well, going talking about the feelings and emotions,
2: feel the guilt and do it anyway. Yes. Do you know what I mean? I know I feel guilty. So feel the guilt.
1: Guess what? Humans feel guilt yeah. sometimes.
0: yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Good, anything else to add?
1: No, just that everyone is individual and everyone will go through all these um, problems or issues everyone has, regardless of where you are on your journey. I think that's why everyone needs to remember, no one should be put on a pedestal because we've all gone through these things.
0: Okay, fun question to end. (gasps) If you could gain one skill instantly, what would that skill be? Fabio?
1: I'm going to be annoying. Define school. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Um, Michael, I think you should go first. I
2: think Lindsay was, she already had her answers prepared for this. so let's on your go, Lindsay.
0: Well, I'm stuck between two.
2: Otherwise, I'm going to steal your. No, it does. I'm stuck between <laughs> l- two. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs>
0: I'm, um, I'm stuck between two. So either free running and not having the fear of it and just being able to go to a new city and jump about the buildings and have the best time ever.
2: Climb the skyscraper. Exactly. A, that would be cool. That would
0: be so good. Or be able to pick up any instrument and play it. That would also be very cool. I'd love a wee busking session in middle of Union Street. Here's a
2: Which instrument would you be going with?
0: <sighs> <Huh>. Banjo. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Here's Here's with. I don't it. think would <laughs> be going like saxophone or something nah, like that.
0: Straight up banjo. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the ah. delivering student. tune <laughs> wow, that's a hard one going down the music route I've always been inspired or in awe of people who play the piano I think it's a really cool instrument to play that's something you could you can jam on like be very mm-hmm. creative and like especially when on.
2: they have them in like the, the shopping malls shopping centres and you can just
1: go in and yeah show off for a yeah. second yeah. <laughs> <laughs> drop the bomb drop the mic and we'll get get a crowd I'm going to steal yours parkour as well because I think that's ace. It would be fun just to like, what wonder about be like? I'm going to
0: imagine run up that wall. It'd be so go good there. to yeah. see a new city. Yeah,
2: I do like You'd watching never be bored. videos. No, yeah, I always think when I watch these, you know, these clips of these like incredible free runners parkour people. Fearless. You think how many? I I think, of the the tumbles and the injuries that they had to go through to get to that mm-hmm. level of competency mm-hmm. in their thing. Or, you know, the um, BMX guy, is it McCaskill? The, the Scottish guy? Oh, Danny guy, McCaskill. Danny McCaskill, Child yeah. bikers. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. St- st- stunts like that, it's mm-hmm.
0: like, ooh, how many, f-
2: like, you don't get that good without having a few <laughs> bumps along yeah. the way, you know,
0: so. Always learning, though. Yeah go on the mic I didn't I didn't uh, come on <laughs> I don't
2: know try to hide that I don't know like I, I like those as well the, the free running the music stuff similar in the, in the fields of entertainment could be I was like magic could be could be a cool one like when to say like I think the, the old school David Blaine street magic that I used to watch in yeah, Channel 4
1: like close up
2: hand yeah, magic yeah Yeah. yeah and you know when he just goes up to strangers in the street and they're like whoa <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> I think that um, I'd probably need to give it more that's really cute. deeper hey, thought. Take let's, that. And let's see what, what else you can come up with. It's um,
1: well, quite a boring one for me. When I get b- another motorbike again, I want to learn how to wheelie properly. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a skill I would love to bust
0: Fabulous out. I'd pass the gym. you say that was a boring one. <laughs> well, it's, like, it's not like
1: an amazing like, skill, but I love riding my motorbike. It's probably the longest period I've not had it, and I've always wanted to be able to have the cojones, to try yeah, and yeah. do a, a weaving, that's one I'd
2: like to do. Do you know what else? I think would be really cool if, if it's. I don't know what what the rules of this this game. That's why i are like, wh- where do stop? <laughs> but Lindsay said to be able to pick up any musical instrument. Right, that's that's the skill. She didn't just pick like one. Mm. So I would maybe like to do the same with language. So if you could just mm-hmm. say instantly, I could speak every single language. Amazing. That'd be that'd be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't know how your brain would cope with that. Don't know how many languages there are on the planet, but.
1: Not. There's actually a Welsh gent who is, if he speaks like the most languages in the world, like 35 Gosh. languages or something like that. Yeah. And in his interview, he literally just transitions from oh one God. to the other while he's talking about how he learned. It's amazing. I struggle with English most yeah. of the time. <laughs> <Are>
0: you sure? <laughs> Final answer. That might be Final answer. Good. Right, we're going to wrap up the questions there with that one. And when this airs, the Monday before Christmas, and in that time, I think we've got our Nutcracker coming up. Ooh, have you been part of a Nutcracker?
1: I was part of the 2019 Nutcracker. Do
0: you think you can explain that, that
1: what it is? Pr- that was pretty epic. <laughs> it was very epic. Um, oh, I don't know how would you explain it. We take, well, you take an oath, first of all, to AKR, just to warn everyone <laughs> Sign here. It's just a Christmas theme. We all get in, in our get-up. We have a bit of fun, banter, um, hard workout. I think it's like... 12
0: days is it Christmas that's, that's part of the finish I'm not sure we're going to have that this year but um, yeah a big circuit full of sweaty elves I would say Essentially.
2: <laughs> yeah. big old Christmas workout yeah. Christmas tunes mm-hmm. last big hoorah before yeah. before the festive break maybe some mulled wine and and festive mm.
0: treats. So
1: I think we should get eggnog, mainly because I've never had it, yeah, it I've seems like something either. we should have. I don't know, you even get that here? So. I don't know. I'm, I'm sure Amanda can get it. Amanda, <laughs> Amanda, shout thank out thank Amanda.
0: Um, good stuff. So that is the end of episode 33. We all wish you a very Merry Christmas and we will see you on the next episode. Thank you guys.
1: You're welcome. Hashtag Energising Life Podcast. <laughs> <There they're laughs>